Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Welcome to The Wrap Party, where we dive a little deeper into Sunday's message. Danielle here with Pastor Ray. Hey, everybody. He just wrapped up our series, Witness, where he shared about R.C. Sproul as an example for us and what it means to follow Jesus. In this series, Witness, we're looking at Christians who pointed to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And as we live our lives, we look to Jesus, as did these witnesses. Pastor Ray, remind us a little bit more about what your message was about. Yeah, so I just kind of took our purpose statement for Generation Church and I looked at R.C. Sproul's life just as a witness for how we can fulfill these roles. And so the Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. And so I unpacked what that looks like for us kind of practically on a practical level um, where we can learn about God through reading, studying, and obeying His Word. Uh, and then what it means to finish well. Yeah. One of the verses you shared actually really uh, kind of struck me, uh, even though I've heard it before. First um, Corinthians 11, 1 said, says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And so that's Paul talking. And right. um, that really kind of struck me a bit because how often do you hear the term, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. And that's actually not how we're supposed to live our lives. And, you know, um, we're married and to each other and we have two kids. Um, and, uh, I don't know if I've ever said that before, but maybe I have. And, uh, yeah, that's not the way we're supposed to live. We are supposed to live lives so that the people who are looking to us, whether it be, you know, um, kids that we have influence over or even just, uh, believers who are maybe young, newer in their faith than we are. Um, but God puts all of us in uh, our own sphere of influence, and we are actually supposed to be living lives yeah. that uh, are uh, a reflection of Jesus. So I was like, oops, I guess we're not yeah. supposed to do that. Well, I think I have said that to the kids before, <laughs> somewhat tongue-in-cheek, though, because right, I yeah. know, um, you know, I, I feel like sometimes – when I was a kid growing up, it seemed a lot of what was going on was like, you know, yeah, do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. And so I, a lot of times I just say it to the kids kind of jokingly. Yeah, yeah. But really, you know, we strive to be witnesses for our kids. Yeah. Um, that's what is important. What's important for us in the season we're in. Um, but we also we strive to be witnesses to everybody we encounter for Christ. And that, and that's really what it's about is, um, you know, as Christians, we're called to imitate Paul as he imitates Christ and we're called to imitate Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's so that people can look to us and they can, they can follow our lead, so to speak. And and in so much as we are following Christ. Yeah. So I remember your three points were that we need to be reading God's word studying God's word and obeying God's word. Mm -hmm. Now, those first two, I'll admit, when I first um, came to Christ, I didn't really know that there was a difference. So can you elaborate on the difference uh, between just reading God's word and actually studying it? 
Yeah, so I kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, reading God's Word to me is it's really a way for us to connect with God. Um, he chose to reveal himself through the text of Scripture. And so as we're reading the Word of God, we get to understand who God is uh, and the purposes he has for those who believe in his son, Jesus. And so it's really a time where we can we can be in relationship with God we can be in relationship with Jesus as we're reading the word and, and we're becoming knowledgeable of, of what God has to say to us. Um, and then studying takes that a step further. Um, maybe a way to kind of look at it to me is um, when I'm reading the Bible, I'm reading the Bible. And when I'm studying the Bible, a lot of times I'm reading about the Bible. And so I'm, I'm looking to commentaries about what past Christians have have learned from scripture or I'm reading from theologians and, and professors as, as they're explaining what it means to have justification through faith. And it, it's really diving deeper. It's even, even to the point of looking at what words meant in their original language or um, the context of what you're reading, like what was going on in the church when the Apostle Paul wrote, wrote his letters to Timothy. These yeah. are the kind of things that can really unpack Scripture, and it goes beyond just reading the words on the page. It's really diving deep to, to discover all the treasure that's there. And, yeah. and that's sort of what I see the difference between reading the Word of God and studying the Word of God. It's, it's being intentional about getting more and more and more knowledge about the Word of God so that as we're reading it, we have a better understanding and a deeper understanding and a more real understanding of who God is and who we are in relationship to him. Yeah. And I, I, I'll say too, one of the things that I, uh, really love, um, you mentioned having a study Bible and I, I have a study, mm -hmm. I have a couple different study Bibles and I love using them. And one of the easiest ways that I, uh, got, you know, kind of got started studying was that because it does have commentary built in, but also, um, even just the little verses that uh, correlate with each other, right, having yeah. those just in the in the margin there and going, oh, okay, well, I just read this verse. Oh, well, it's pointing me to Psalm, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Right. And uh, and I mean, I've spent an hour bouncing back and forth between verses, all off of one verse. And right. so, you know, it's really cool to see that. I mean, we can use the Bible itself to study the Bible, which is really exactly. neat, like scripture against scripture. Right. So, yeah. And that's exactly what it means. And, and, and as we were studying the word of God, we get a full picture of what the Bible is because from cover to cover, it's about God's story of redemption yeah. and, and all of scripture speaks to that. And so to, to see those connections as you're reading, mm -hmm. um, a lot of times it comes through this intentional study. Right. Well, I, I think you kind of touched on that a little bit because you talked about um, how, you know, one of the biggest arguments is people will try to say that the Bible contradicts it, itself. And actually, I mean, more, uh, you know, having read uh, so much of it and go like it points back to the Old Testament or points back to the New Testament and things like that. And, um, you know, uh, one of the coolest uh books that I've seen about that would probably be like the cold case, uh, Christianity where right. it talks about, you know, Oh no, like these, like the real life accounts mm -hmm. of the disciples and stuff. Um, 
how it talks about witness testimony yeah. and things like that mm-hmm. and how there would be variations just based on the personality of the person teaching it and right. or or speaking it so it's just really cool i, I love uh getting to dive into the word of god that kind of leads me to my next question here for you um you you described rc as a student professor pastor and teacher and of course you chose him because he resonates with you uh his teaching and everything um but which of these roles of his do you think resonates with you where you're at in life right now yeah that's kind of kind of a tough question because i kind of want to say all four Mm -hmm. right you know i'm a pastor here at the church um and i'm a student currently going to school um i try to teach the word of god to our kids and um, even have the opportunity at the church to teach Bible classes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a professor, so that's probably the there one that I, <laughs> that I, that I least connect with. Right. Um, but I would, I would probably say student. Yeah. And the reason I would say that is because um, I think in order to be any of those other ones, you have to first be a student. You have to yeah. be in the word and you have to be studying the word. And, and, and in that way, you know, what the truth is, you can discern between truth and lies, and and then you can take the knowledge that God gives you through His Word, and you can you can preach that to people, you can teach that to people. So I, I think a student, and and that's that's part of my personality anyway. Is I love to learn and I love I love to research and and all of that. And so um, probably a student is what yeah. I connect with most most of all, and it's a lifelong process of learning. Right. Yeah. I don't think you ever, I mean, if you want to be a good pastor and teacher, I don't think you can ever stop being a student. You have to be willing to learn more um, because the Bible, like we will never, ever know all there is to know about the Bible. And then also you have to be part of being a student is being teachable. And I think um, if you're going to lead in any capacity, whether it's, you know, pastor, teacher, lawyer, doctor, business owner, uh, waitress, whatever it is, um, you got to be teachable. And so I think the the heart of a student is something that we should all strive to have at all times. Um, one of the phrases that you shared about, I think it was after his second conversion experience, uh, uh, RC said that he was overwhelmed by the tender mercy of God. And it seems to me like we forget that this is a position we should remain in. Uh, why do you think we tend to fall away from this realization and how can we stay overwhelmed and in awe of God? Yeah, I think um, probably one of the, the key things that that pulls us away from the overwhelming tending, tenderness of God and the forgiveness of God is is maybe just living in the guilt and shame of, of our past or yeah. of our continued sin. Um, you know, when, when we're saved, it doesn't mean that we, we no longer sin. It means we're freed from the penalty of sin and the power of sin in our lives and we can overcome by the Holy spirit. Um, but a lot of times as, as sin is still very much a reality for us, I think it helps us to lose track of the forgiver, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the, God who has this grace and mercy and tenderness towards us because of our belief in Jesus. Um, yeah. And, and so what we need to do is we need to stop internalizing our faith. 
Mm-hmm. And I think we need to do like what what the um, the main scripture for this series has been is we need to look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the one who gives us faith in the first place, and he's the one that's holding our hand through all of it, and he's bringing us to that finish line to use the race analogy that the Apostle Paul uses so much. He's bringing us to the finish line where ultimately we will have perfection because of him, and and we'll have eternity with God in heaven, and, and then we'll experience his tenderness and his love and mercy fully for all of time. So it's just, it's if we can pull ourselves away from ourselves and, and focus on Jesus. Um, that's how we can stay connected. And, and a lot of that comes through relationship, like I was talking about, yeah. and that's being in the word of God. Yeah. I think part of it too, is, you know, we, we really emphasize small groups here at generation mm-hmm. and that's huge. Um, I think sometimes we think that we're kind of in this race alone and really it's kind of more of a relay race than anything else. Yeah, and, and so, um, I know for me, uh, if, I, if my goal is to stay focused on Jesus and my eyes fixed on Jesus, I need to not be sitting in my own little bubble and dwelling on, you know, the problems of life. If I go and I get in a group with, um, awesome people like we're doing right now, we uh, have the opportunity to see what God's doing in other people's lives too. And, and it can help us to recall and remember all the, all the awesome things that God's done for us. Yeah. I, was, yep. I said in the message that there's, there's people in the church that I, I look to as witnesses yeah. for Christ and that, that sure. goes along with groups. Like you, you have to yeah. be connected uh, with the body of believers so that you can encourage one another and you can spur each other on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes me think of, um, you know, just a few summers ago, being in Dana and Tina Morton's small group. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, that that small group alone really changed the trajectory of our yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Like we were homeschooling now, like we're all about, you know, teaching the kids apologetics and things like mm-hmm. that too, so that they know how to defend their faith. Yeah. Um, so it really has, I mean, just their obedience to leading a small group and sharing their life with us really changed our family and our lives. So that's pretty awesome. Last question. Um, For you personally, what would being a good witness and finishing well look like? Yeah, I think, I think first and foremost, as a father, it would be um, to be a witness to Nathan and Katie. Mm -hmm. Um, I think about RC and, um, you know, because of the nature of his, his being an itinerant pastor and teacher. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of family time that he missed out on, but the time that he did have, he made count. And so that's something that I really want to do is make family time count. And mm-hmm. I, I think at the end of the day, like, you know, I want to have impact on the world. I want to have impact on um, anybody who I would encounter, anybody that would hear my voice as I'm proclaiming the gospel. I do want to have have that sort of impact on the world, but most most importantly, I want at the end of my life for our kids to, to realize like I was a godly man. I was kind and I was an example to them of what it means to be a Christian. I I think Mm -hmm. that's, that's the most important thing, um, in my life and in our life and in our marriage, it's, it's for us to have a strong relationship that we can model what marriage looks like for the kids. Um, and then, and then, you know, I want to be someone that our kids can say, 
I looked up to that, to that man. I looked right. up to my father, you know? Yeah. I think so often we, we can, um, feel like, uh, you know, oh, well, I hope they turn out to be good kids, um, in spite of us, you yeah. know, like turn out to be good people, but we really want, um, uh, to have a fingerprint on their, on their lives and on their, their journeys with, and their personal walks with Christ. And, um, if they don't see us doing these things, reading God's word, studying it and obeying, um, yeah. How are they going to have that, Yeah, you know, have that structure in their life? Well, thank you. Uh, no problem. and, uh, thank you all for listening. Just know that we love you guys and we're praying for you. Join us next week as we start our new series, Entrusted. And that's That's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.